Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Good morning, my friend. Hope you're doing well. It's Saturday. College football weather's getting cooler. It's my favorite time of year. 10th of September 2022. We're making 30 good decisions. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. If you're new around here, this is a neuroscience meets faith podcast. We always talk about how you can't change your life until you change your mind. And I'm here to help you understand how your brain is wired, how your nervous system works, how faith and hope play into the ways that our days play out in this life. And how there's always a reason to hold on to hope no matter what life seems to be bringing you. And if you can combine the realities of neuroscience and how you can be in charge of how you feel by changing how you think with understanding that hope and faith are the driving forces of happiness and the ability to look forward in life and not only backwards, then you'll have an amazing ability to kind of be resilient no matter what comes along in your life. Because there's hard things coming. All of us face hard things. Today we're going to really quickly talk about the nervous system, how your brain is wired, and the difference between thermometers and thermostats. We're going to have a quick little bit of fun music from Mercy Me. And as always, we're going to start today. Lisa, tell us all about it. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podb. Com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com. And if you like the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right. Hey, it's self-brain surgery Saturday. Self-brain surgery Saturday. So we are going to, every Saturday, we're going to look at different aspects of the operations that you can perform, you can learn to perform on yourself to change how your brain works, to change how your mind works, to take control of that six inches of space between your ears that so often is a battleground for all of us. So I want to just talk about the human brain for a minute. I think personally that the brain is the coolest and most intricately designed piece of ground that God made in the universe. 600 billion with a B or so cells, okay? There's hundreds of billions, some people think almost up to a trillion cells connected by trillions and trillions and trillions 
of chemical connections called synapses in the six inches between your brain and that three-pound blob of flesh that is the human brain. And the cool thing about the human brain, my friend, is that it contains you. It's the only organ that's more than an organ. I mean, kidneys filter stuff and have some influence on your hormonal state. The heart pumps blood. Lungs handle the exchange of gases that, that oxygenate your tissues and get rid of harmful byproducts from your breath, right? They do a thing. Organs do a thing or a set of things. But the brain moves everything, feels everything, thinks everything, remembers everything, tastes and smells and sees and hears everything that puts together who you are in your life. All of these interconnected neurons create every program that the computer of your brain works to create the mind and the person that you are. And I live in a world as a neurosurgeon. I live in a world where I get to see what happens when that parts of when parts of the brain aren't working and people become someone different than they've always been. I'm used to tell an old joke. It's not really a joke, but it helps you remember. If you damage one frontal lobe, your family might know. If you hit your head, your family might notice a personality difference, especially the non-dominant frontal lobe. If you damage the frontal lobe, your family will notice subtle or not so subtle changes in your personality. You won't be exactly who you were before your head injury. But if you damage both frontal lobes, the story goes, everybody will know. And the reason is people with frontal lobe injuries are weird. They act differently. They they don't behave in a way that normal, non-injured humans act. They don't have the same social controls and inhibitions. They talk louder, tell different kinds of jokes, behave in ways that aren't socially appropriate sometimes. Frontal lobes control our ability to execute our lives in a way that makes people um, behave in a way that's socially acceptable and quote-unquote normal for you. Like who you are depends on your frontal lobes being intact, right? So your brain is an organ that contains more than just a set of things that does something. Your, Your brain contains this person, this mind, this thought life, all these amazing things that are more than just the function of an organ. And so Self-Brain Surgery Saturday is going to be about creating some operations that we can perform on ourselves when our thought process and our mental state aren't working in ways that help us accomplish our lives. We want to, we want to learn how to control as much as we can control of what our brains are doing because the fact is we know from functional neuroscience that you're not stuck with the thoughts and feelings that you have. You're not stuck with feeling the same old way that you've always felt. You can change it. Your limbic system runs a whole set of programs that are designed to keep you alive when the bear comes or when the fire happens or when pain arrives. Your limbic system is automatic and quick and reproducible and you pull your hand away from the burning stove. Your limbic system is in charge of keeping you alive. The problem is the same set of chemical triggers that make you feel fear or anxiety or physical pain when a real threat is present are the are the things that you feel when there's not a real threat but something hurts you emotionally or you are in a situation that reminds you of a previous time that you were hurt emotionally so somebody broke up with you or cheated on you and that set of feelings triggers a bunch of responses that happen when you're starting to get close to somebody later in your life and you can't pull the trigger on a healthy relationship because you're feeling all that fear and pain and anxiety from your previous failure 
It's the same thing that when a certain type of pain happened to you when you were a child, when your dad did this or your uncle did that or your mom said that happens and you reproduce those feelings in a relationship later on and you can't have a healthy marriage because you don't know how to engage because you're running programs that aren't about the person that you're with now. Because fear and anxiety and pain feel the same no matter what's triggering them on a neurochemical basis. Well, you're not stuck with that. Your frontal lobes can change how your limbic system behaves, but you've got to learn that ability to biopsy your thoughts and not believe everything that pops into your head and talk to your brain and transform your mind. And that's where faith comes in. So we've talked a lot before on this podcast, if you go back, how the Bible always backs up neuroscience and the neuro, and neuroscience always backs up the Bible. And that's why as a scientist who's also a man of faith, I'm completely encouraged every time we discover something new about the nervous system, it backs up what the Bible's been saying all along. Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. I jokingly said that I want to write a book called The Neurosurgeon of Nazareth sometime to talk about how Jesus gave us this tremendous example of controlling our neuroscience and and how that plays out into a healthier and happier and better life, a more resilient life. Because the same Jesus that said in John 16, 33, that you're going to have trouble in this world also told us in John 10, 10, that he came that we can have an abundant and joyful life. And he gave us a whole speech in Matthew 5 and 6 about all the different ways that we can be happy in this life. You might know that better as the Beatitudes when he says, blessed are those and blessed are those and blessed are those. And we've talked before about how the word blessed that's translated as blessed is a Greek word makarios. And it actually means happy. So Jesus was here to tell us how you can be happier by living differently. And I'm here to tell you that that starts with thinking differently. So I'm just introducing this idea of Self-Brain Surgery Saturday, that every Saturday we are going to talk about some different operation that you can learn. Last week we did an introduction episode. We covered all the the first five introductory uh, introductory self-brain surgery operations. And the first one is the bad thought biopsy, where you learn how, as Daniel Lehman said, not to believe every stupid thought that pops into your head. Max Lucado, my friend, has said, just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to think it. <laughs> right? So we're going to learn all that stuff. We're going to learn how to sever six synapses and lobotomize lousy a- attitudes. And we're going to learn how to graft in gratitude when we're struggling and drain doubts and fill up faith and all kinds of other things. Every Saturday, we're going to have some special guests to help us learn these things. And we're always going to have some ability to tie that neuroscience to scripture and put those two things together so that you can smash faith and doubt into science and understand that they're not enemies but they actually are working for your good. And our theme verse for Self-Brain Surgery Saturday, as always, is Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2 is all about changing your mind. It's, it's right there in the Bible. It's been there the whole time. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You change your mind, you'll change your life. It's right there in the Bible. 
It's right there in neuroscience, friend. So here's the thing. When we understand that we have to change our minds before we can change our life, then we can start to see what Martin Luther King was talking about. He, in the context of talking about the church, said a sentence that has stuck with me, and I think it applies very well to the concept of self-brain surgery. Martin Luther King said, There was a time when the church was very powerful, and the time when the early Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. Listen, you can either let your brain be a thermometer to tell you how you're feeling, and let that dictate how you need to behave. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I'm grumpy. I'm going to have a bad day. Somebody said this to me, and therefore I have to be angry. Somebody sent this email or this text, or somebody cut me off in traffic, or somebody overlooked me, or somebody didn't give me credit for this, and therefore I have to be hurt and sad and angry. Or I have to. You know, I had a bad mom, and she was passive aggressive, so I have to be passive aggressive too, and I've got to pass that on to my kids. You can either let your brain be a thermometer to tell you how you're supposed to feel and, and react. And the problem with that is it's not very reliable, okay? Your brain will tell you what you feel, and you think feelings are real. And our whole society right now is telling you to stick your thermometer into feelings and believe them. Our society is saying people ought to believe their feelings, and eight-year-olds ought to believe every feeling they have and go have surgery if they feel different than they look, right? Pay attention to this. If you believe your feelings, you're going to have a world of misery and you're not going to be happy or at peace in your life. You will chase that feeling and it will never lead you to satisfaction. But if you rather decide that you're going to be a thermostat and you're going to tell your brain to shape up and change how you feel by changing how you act, by starting with how you think, then you'll no longer conform to what you're feeling, as Romans 12, 2 says, but you will transform your life and the thermostat, you can set it where it ought to be and watch how your li- your life changes. My friend, this is powerful stuff. It's important. It's self-brain surgery Saturday. We're going to do it every week. I just wanted to give you an introductory thought. Are you going to let your brain be a thermostat and be in charge of how you feel? Or are you going to just be a passive thermometer to find out what you're supposed to feel like today? to find out how you're supposed to react. Am I grumpy? Am I sad? Am I tired? Am I hungry? Am I scared? And then let that play out and be real. Or are you going to challenge every thought? Paul says in 2 Corinthians, take captive every thought. Take captive every thought. How powerful is that? If you can learn how to do that, everything pops into your head. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, we take every thought captive and subject all all thinking to Christ. What if you could do that? To no longer just wake up and stick a thermometer in your brain and say, how am I feeling today? But instead, I'm going to capture these thoughts. I'm going to transform my mind. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to take captive my thoughts. I'm going to tell my brain how to behave and give it marching orders instead of listening to it and doing whatever it says because your thoughts are not very reliable. Feelings are not facts, my friend. They are chemical events. You know what? What if one of our 30 good decisions for September was that I'm going to be a thermostat and not a thermometer? How much would that change your life? How much would it change the life of those around you? How much would it break generational curses? If you taught your kids and your grandkids, you don't have to feel 
what you feel. You don't have to believe every thought that pops into your head. You don't have to be stuck with the thoughts because your brain is the most intricately designed, interconnected network of supercomputers that the world has ever seen, and you're the programmer. Believe that. You're not stuck with letting the world stick a thumb drive into your computer and tell you what program you have to run today. You are in charge of it, my friend, and you get to transform your mind, and you get to change your life by thinking differently, by being in control, by being a self-brain surgeon. We go to medical school, and one of our oaths that we take is first, no harm. We decide, we, owe, we, we commit and promise to our future patients that we will first not do harm to them. And I'm just telling you, as a self-brain surgeon, that needs to be your oath. Relentlessly refuse to participate in your own demise or the demise of those around you. You are not going to anymore allow your brain to be in charge of you. You're going to be in charge. You're the programmer. You're the self-brain surgeon. Do not conform to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. You're going to take captive every thought. You're going to become a master self-brain surgeon. And you're going to start today. There's a song by Mercy Me called Shake. And it's a silly little song. And the, and the music's kind of silly. And the video's silly. And everybody's dancing. I'm not a dancer, by the way. I'm a terrible dancer. I've only danced publicly a couple of times in my life. One was at my wedding with Lisa because I was so happy. I didn't care what anybody thought about my dancing. I just was wanting to dance with my beautiful, incredible new wife. And I'm going to dance next month at my daughter's wedding. Kaylin, our last child, is getting married. And I'm going to be there, and I'm going to dance with her, and I'm not going to worry about it. But I was, when I was growing up, we were, like, forbidden to dance. It was, there was an old joke in the church that I grew up in, why is the church against premarital sex? Because it might lead to dancing, right? <laughs> it was like dancing was, like, forbidden. So if you grow up believing that if you move your foot the wrong way, you're going to go to hell, then it's hard to overcome that thought process when you're older, right? But this video, it's silly, and everybody's dancing around, and it's silly, but the lyrics are about what happens when you're transformed and you in, in, in the context of the song it's about what happens when Jesus saves you when he pulls you out of the miry clay and sets you on a new path and your life is better and you've been transformed and you have hope now what's your response well King David in the Old Testament like he danced so hard his clothes fell off and he was like I'm I will dance even harder to rejoice before my God. And that's what this song shakes about, not dancing to your clothes fall off, but, but about the idea that when you're transformed and when you're renewed and when you're saved and when things are better because you're not stuck with the massive things dictating how you feel and behave for the rest of your life anymore, it ought to change how you feel and move and how you navigate through this world. It ought to make you jump for joy, that you're not stuck with the way it's always felt. And so this song, Shake, just kind of gives us that idea of what do you do when your life has changed when you finally say hey i changed my mind and that's allowed me to change my life and jesus is the reason i was able to do that what do you do when you put those two things together well you shake you <laughs> you throw off all those chains that are hindering you and you run your race more effectively if you want to put it in the metaphor of running we talked about hebrews 12 yesterday cast off everything that, that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and run with perseverance the race that's set out before you my friend you can change your mind. You can renew and restore and grab onto hope again. To do that, you're going to learn how to do self-brain surgery. The great physician is going to teach us. Every Saturday, we're going to have self-brain surgery Saturday. This is just a little introduction to that. Are you going to be a thermostat or are you going to be a thermometer? And more importantly, my friend, are you going to start today?
Thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron only episodes and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.